Welcome to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz alongside the top dog. How are we doing, Hanford? I am good, Gab. How are you doing? I'm good. I like the fit today. You got a little uh, collared shirt on and everything, button down. Uh, I am looking good over here. I'm fresh. You're uh, a little fratty, you know, actually. My little uh, HD over here in my uh, in my shirt. You know, I've always been uh, a stylish guy, but one thing I have to say for you, though, you are these. Well, I almost got in trouble because I almost said the last couple of shows you've been stylish, but uh, <laughs> I take that back. You're always stylish when I uh, you see go. you on this show. And uh, <laughs> boy, one thing I have to say to you, you are sporting some really, really cool eyewear. Tell me about that eyewear you have on. I thought you'd never notice. <laughs> uh, just so you know, I can see... Ten feet in front of me now. <laughs> <laughs> Were you having a problem before? You know before? what? You're a little more handsome than I gave you credit for. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you have those on. Where did you pick those things up? Costco. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Sue from Costco. She always gives me my glasses. Now, you might be thinking, what do you do when you're not wearing glasses? I'm not wearing contacts, that's for sure. I'm saying <laughs> hi to people that don't know me um, because contacts are uncomfortable. But I keep getting headaches, Sanford, so I figured, you know what, i got to bring my glasses game back. So, Well, I understand because uh, I have a pair here that I wear occasionally. I'll put them on. I yep. uh, don't really need them, but uh, I'm like you. Sometimes it worked out that way that they're pretty <laughs> Pretty pretty good to to have, but uh, come on, you're gonna ask me what did I do yesterday? What did I'm you do waiting yesterday? On did you. you have to wear your glasses to watch some of these AFC and NFC <laughs> championship games or what? No, I'm gonna tell you what I did yesterday. It's really really funny, really cool. I uh, I was at a place where I thought I was going to see you, oh, okay. but I didn't see you. I was at the I did an appearance yesterday at the IX Center. Oh, and you know why I thought I was gonna see you? Why is that? Because they had a show going on there. It's called Today's Bride. Oh. Uh, the Bridal Show. And okay. that was going on where you have all these uh, bride-to-be. They were there, and they were, you know, they had all these vendors there. And the vendor that I was there for was uh, Coco's Selfie Space. And okay. let me tell you what that is real quick. Yeah, did what, you take a bunch of selfies? Well, yeah, or? that's what okay. they do is for these brides, they will create this whole space and this selfie space. Uh, you just tell them what you want and they'll do it. And uh, you just jump in there and everybody uh, obviously uh, take pictures. But I told them I'd give them a shout. It's Coco's Selfie Space. Dot com. So anybody looking for that. Cute. But that's where I was. I was there and I'm telling you, that place was packed. I mean, just pack and that's why i was looking for you because i know uh you're either getting married or looking to get What's married with this and, guy? Uh, did you so, tell him to say that so i'm uh I'm, well i'm just looking out for my partner i'm trying to i'm trying to get her uh, all matched up here oh are you manifesting that for 2024 <laughs> for me is that it i gotta tell you one thing about hanford dixon that i didn't know until i got to know him is that he is so interested in your personal life. Yes, yes. I'll yes. smile at my phone because I'm like winning at Word Hunt, and he'll be like, yeah. "Who you texting? Yeah. Who you texting?" Don't you love it though? Hey, sometimes uh, when she's out, <laughs> she's she's out somewhere, 
And I don't know how I'll pass by Gap. I'll see her somewhere, and then I'll send her a text. What are you doing on Ninth Street? You know, and she's like, how in the hell does he know I'm on Ninth Street? Yeah, you big creep. I know. It's <laughs> so, so funny. It's just. Uh, uh, well, but- I wasn't at the bride show, uh, to be determined on that. Um, but I did wear a dress this past weekend for the Cleveland Sports Awards. So maybe maybe that's where you got confused. I, I did get dolled up for one of these days. Well, you know, I saw you there, and, and that was so funny because I I know this. You had those shoes on or boots or heels or whatever you had on, and they were killing your feet. I mean, I mean, just <laughs> killing your feet, and you couldn't wait to have take those things. How long did you have those heels on for? I had them on like five hours or maybe more than that. And listen to this, though. I, that was a busy day for me. I started the day uh, doing – my presentations with my nonprofit, Love Doesn't Shove, over at Gilmore Academy, way on the east side. Uh-huh. That was first thing in the morning. So I gave my presentations, hustled back, got a workout in, of course, you know, and I lifted heavy Hanford. I did leg day, which was really uh, ambitious of me for then having to go put on heels directly after that and walk around all night in those. Because I was kind of around the arena. I did like the pre, pre-show interviews and things. So... I did put in a lot of standing and walking in those pumps, let me well, tell you. Well, that's one thing that uh, you and I have in uh, common. We, uh, the working out, we both. Oh, okay, we, not we, the stilettos? No, 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 we're going to get that in. I have to say this, though. I don't know if I'm going to get this guy in uh, trouble or not by saying this, but I saw one of the uh, Cavs players at the uh, bridal show. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's um, one of these centers. Uh-huh. Was there? Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Name a couple why of those do, guys. Why do you name, vote? name a couple of those guys. Why do you uh, think he's in trouble? Uh, oh well, I don't want. Maybe he didn't want anyone to know he was there. But well, uh, or maybe he's getting married. Well, he's got the fro. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Yeah, I saw uh, Jared Allen was there, and he was walking around the uh, walking around the show. But you would be surprised how many men were at this show. I mean, there were a ton of them there, but obviously you see all the brides and what they did. It was a great thing. They gave all the brides, uh, um, uh, I don't know, these little shirts and things to wear or, or stickers and, and uh-huh. whatever they wanted to wear. But, I, I, you know, it was very, very interesting. But I guarantee you there was no way I had any interest. Otherwise, I would have been at that show unless I was uh, there for <laughs> this uh, Coco's. Yeah. People, way. But people listen, might be supporting their, their woman there. But listen to this. Jumping off that, that's enough. Okay. The game yesterday. Right. I know oh, our off-season material was a little crazy for a second. My goodness. <laughs> I am still Yeah, really, which one? Which one? I can't. Well, the first one, obviously, for some reason, Baltimore just couldn't oh, get yeah, it together. Your boy, well, we haven't talked yet. We haven't talked oh, because haven't talked I to him yet? know he's he, still... I know he's hurting, and mm-hmm. uh, Steve Bashotti, the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, I know he's hurting. And did you see uh, the Harbaugh? The brother was there, and also their dad was there watching the game, and and that was just devastating. I know for that family that uh, because you are they the ones that say who's got it better than us. You know, who's got it better than us? Nobody. I think that's what they always say. So that's good. But that was a good game. And then the second game, um, we have to give uh, talk about Brock Brock Purdy a little bit and uh, uh, give him uh, some credit. But in that first game, Mahomes was just 
Mahomes. And you could talk about what we got going on today with this show. We, okay. We gotta, yeah, we we'll break down some of the NFC, AFC championships a little bit. We've got a guest coming on as well. We've got to take our first break, though, so stick with us. We'll be back with more Hanford Dixon show after this. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz, the top dog, looking sharp as always. And you know he's got his headphones on. Why? <laughs> because we've got a guest, not virtually, in well, studio. Well, I'm also mad at you because I, I don't know why. I think that's crazy of me. I don't know why I always want you to have your headphones on. Too. You want to con me into it. You're I like, know. put on your headphones. I'm like, we're not talking to right. anyone outside the studio. They're right next to us. It just sounds better to me. That's why. You're right. It does, uh, you can hear your voice better. Mm-hmm. You you like the sound of your voice. <laughs> shut up, Gab. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Well, shut that's up. a good thing. It is your show. We'd be talking thing. a lot. So. That is a good thing, Gab. That is a good thing. Okay. Anyway, NFC, AFC play. You were just getting into talking about Mahomes, which, oh my gosh, did you see that play where he was basically almost down? Got that pass out. Kelsey catches it, stays alive. Yeah, unbelievable. Hey, obviously, he is so athletic, but his quick decision making and plays under super pressure is just mind boggling. Well, you're you're absolutely right, and and obviously, it, it, when we bring Dustin on in a little bit later, we're gonna get his opinion on this too. But you're, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, here's the thing that killed me about Kansas City. I mean, I thought if it was a season for someone to beat up on Kansas City or for them not to be in the uh, Super Bowl, this was definitely gonna be the year. I mean, because Look at that football team. I mean, that football team was – they were not playing well. And, um, you know, they complained Mahomes didn't have the wide receiver, didn't have the star power uh, on offense, and the defense wasn't playing as well as they should have been playing. And this was the time to beat him. And if you would have told me that they were going to go into Baltimore and beat Baltimore, I would have said – you have lost your mind. Even after they beat Buffalo, I still didn't think they can go into Baltimore and beat Lamar Jackson. But the Ravens just could not, especially in the first half, they just couldn't get it done. And, Gap, here's the thing that really just drove me absolutely crazy. Uh, Mahomes is good enough as it is. But when you got a guy, Mahomes can sit back there 9, 10, 11 seconds and just look at the field and no one's putting any pressure on him. I mean, he's going to kill you. I mean, I can get open in, in that amount of time. And, you know, <laughs> at this stage, you know, that's hard to do for me to get over there and get open. But he just killed him. And then it always seemed like you look on the other side, talking about Lamar Jackson, he was always under pressure. Okay. They was always uh, – uh, blissing him. They were sending like four, five, sometimes six six guys after him. Sometimes, sometimes they didn't have enough guys in coverage, but one thing they knew, he wasn't going to have time to throw the football. So they was really coming on him. And then the opposite thing happened with the Baltimore Ravens, and the Ravens just couldn't get it together. And then once they started to get, get it together, I mean, this kid, Flowers, oh my God, what can I say about him? I mean, the penalty just really, really hurt at that time when they were driving the football. And uh, you just just can't spin the ball on a defensive back after you catch the ball for him. You're down on the one-yard line or the half-yard line. And now with that penalty, they ended up back outside the 20, and it was just a devastating uh, blow to them at that time. But uh, that was one, one, one game I was really 
really uh, surprised about. And like I said about Ozzy, I know he still probably haven't gotten over the whole thing yet. He's still hurting. and uh, But that's okay. They could just got to get ready uh, next year. And I felt so bad. Listen to this. I felt so bad for um, Baltimore and uh, Ozzy and Bashadi and Harbaugh and that whole group that I didn't even want to hear anything else about the shows. I mean, because I know everybody's going to be complaining about it and getting on their nerves. And now, guys, we don't have an AFC North team in the fight anymore. Mm-hmm. We gap it's, 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 you know, we're not in the fight. So now it's Buffalo and San Francisco. Not Buffalo. You mean Kansas City yeah. and San Francisco. Yes. Well... You know, Travis Kelsey also had a big game. We didn't talk oh about T. Swift and Kelsey God. yet. Uh, 156. Kelsey, uh, yeah. he broke Jerry Rice's NFL career record for the most catches in the postseason. And you know as well as I do, anytime you break anything of uh, that Jerry Rice has done, that's just uh, amazing. I mean, just amazing. And Kelsey, see, Kelsey, one thing about him, you have to give him a lot of credit. He was smart yesterday. He was really antagonizing uh, yeah. uh, 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 um, Smith and uh, yeah, and those guys uh, uh, on that defense, especially those linebackers. He was really uh, – baiting those guys to come after him and 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 i can't believe how can you fall for that old yoki doke stuff that we normally call it and uh get a penalty i'm sorry what is it called yoki doke yoki doke yeah it just means I'm gonna write that yeah down. i don't, don't don't it's not worth it trust me <laughs> Yoki doke. But but how can you fall for that? I mean, how can you fall for that? You know exactly how because when you yeah. played, you were the one yeah, trying yeah, to talk yeah, and get in yeah, people's yeah, heads. Yeah, the head the, Kelsey definitely got in their head. And boy, he was just outstanding. What was he? He I think was. He 11, was on another le- level. I, I think he was 11. I mean, Mahomes threw to him maybe 11 times. I think he caught all 11 passes. And, uh, uh, and you're right. You are exactly right. That one catch that, that he made. That one was unreal. It was unbelievable. And that was it one was of the It was both few... of them, too, because Mahomes just got it out of there, and then Kelsey just showed up to grab it no matter what. And that was one of the few times that they put pressure on Mahomes, and he was still able to get that ball out. And that'll tell you, I mean, this guy, there's questions. I mean, you, you, you if they win this Super Bowl— you know, you're going to see people comparing him. Well, they're already doing it. You know, you got Brady, you got Mahomes. You got Brady, you got Mahomes. Which one do you like? You know, I, I, he is just phenomenal. I mean, he is just an outstanding uh, quarterback. And, guys, I, I, one guy we haven't talked about that we have to talk about, talking about the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you, I mean, this guy, come on. He ain't wearing that mustache for nothing. I mean, very, very, very smart coach. And you could say that all these other teams got these hot shot, young uh, uh, defensive and offensive coordinators. I mean, sure, they have that, but they're still Reeves. I mean, he is the man as far as play calling and and, uh, getting his football team ready to go. Because in the beginning, Baltimore, I don't know, they just wasn't ready to play. They just just didn't uh, 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 seem like they was ready to play. Because – Again, who no one would have told me that Kansas City's offense was going to take the ball and go down the field. I think they had like a nine-minute drive at one time holding the ball against Baltimore's defense. And I'm telling you, that defense is just brutal. Kyle Hamilton, um, a guy who 
was supposed to be covering uh, Kelsey just didn't get it done. For whatever reason, he just didn't get it done. But that's okay. I mean, these guys, uh, hey, they got to go home now because in the playoffs, one thing we know, you win or you stay. When you win, you stay. When you lose, you go home. I know because we lost three, three, as you know, three AFC championship games. And uh, I know the feeling. I mean, I'm telling you, I know the feeling, and that feeling it's just doesn't feel good. And they had everything set up for them, just everything. I mean, they're playing at home. They're on their own backyard. Yeah. And they're playing at the highest level right now. And uh, to lose the way they lost, I know it's just uh, killing them. And at, at the wrong time, the penalties and, and, and the miscues and, and the interception that uh, Lamar threw and the, and the fumble, I mean, those things that just kill you. You just can't do that in these uh, championship games. I know the Lions feel similarly. Well, What it, did you think about that, well, the here, end of that game? Here's what's crazy. I picked uh, Detroit and Baltimore to uh, be the two last two teams standing, to be the last two teams that, that's going to go to the Super Bowl. Those are the two teams that I thought was going to win this whole thing. And a lot of people, you know, they're giving Detroit a hard time. You remember down when, when Detroit had a chance to maybe tie the ball game on fourth down and they decided to uh, go for it? But that's the way they played all year. I mean, when you you look at those guys, they played the same way all year. They've been taking chances. Me personally, if I was a head coach, I would have kicked to tie that uh, to tie the game up. But you still have to give Brock Purdy a lot of credit because that kid, man, and I think he's he's probably he's probably the only quarterback right now. Uh, is he? You know, he's making what hardly. Anything, and you got these quarterbacks that are making forty, fifty million a year, and he's 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 hardly making anything. But you're gonna have to pay the piper, yeah, because not for Gavin, too much longer. And, and, and you agree, you agree with this. When it was time to perform, when the bright lights were on, Brock Port, Brock Purdy showed up. He did show up. We got to take our second break, and we'll be back with our special guest Hanford right after this. Thanks for watching the Hanford Dixon Show. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz. We've got the top dog, and we're going to be welcoming in our special guest who is new to Cleveland. Welcome, Dustin Cook. He's the co-host of the Here We Go Brownies podcast, and you currently still are the president, technically, of the uh, Idaho-based Browns Backers Club. Browns back. Okay, Boise yep. Browns Backers Club. Awesome. Same thing. Same thing, Gab. Same thing. Cool, cool. Know. All right. <laughs> Look at that look he gave when I said same thing. He's like, <laughs> bullshit, you know? Very specific. In Not just Idaho. Boise, baby. Um, yeah, welcome to the show and welcome to Cleveland because you just made the move. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, I don't suggest anybody renting a 16-foot Penske truck and driving from Boise, Idaho to Cleveland, but I did that. Oof. Arrived Tuesday evening here uh, through... A myriad of weather situations. I think there was guardian angels on the back of the, the moving truck to get me here. But uh, Cleveland has welcomed me. Um, I've been here many times, as you know, because of the podcast, the Here We Go Brownie Show. Um, but uh, the city has been warm, welcoming. Uh, that's what we do in the Midwest, right? We're very warm, welcoming people. Um, but it's been uh, trying to get some sleep. 
Uh, Hanford's coming over Tuesday. He's gonna help me unpack some boxes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and so uh, <laughs> Gap does better than that one. <laughs> but uh, no, it's really, be like, yeah, bye. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more been getting acclimated uh, and doing all those things. But no, it's been exciting. Uh, I've been trying to maybe plan this for a while, and the moment was right, and so I took the opportunity. Uh, working uh, with the folks over at Odyssey now uh, with uh, 92.3 The Fan and all those folks. I was excited about that opportunity as well. Uh, so now Cleveland is now my new town, and I've never lived anywhere else, so this was a big move. Literally. Cool. Tell us a little bit more about the Browns Backers Club slash clubs for clubs. people who don't know. Yeah, there's several hundred around the country and the world. Uh, it's the largest organized uh, fan club organization in the entire uh World. So, what is interesting about it, it literally is clubs all over that are uh, organized by the Browns, and you have to become an officially sanctioned club. Um, you have to go through the approval process, and that, you know, you get vetted, and new people come on, some people leave, but most people stay, and then new people come on. But it's kind of great. Uh, you know, Hanford, you've been a part of the uh, Xenia Browns backers yeah. down there, yeah. and a lot of these other clubs, they are just really rabid. Fans that decide to cheer on, and they're great organizations, and they're fun to be a part of. And I've had the, the, for me personally, the best part was I was being able to be a president, and quite honestly, it's how I became a Browns fan. My friend's dad moved to Boise, Idaho, uh, in when third grade I was, the third grade, if you can believe this, from Lorain, Ohio, starts the Boise Browns backers. Oh, wow. His son takes me to his basement. And I don't know anything about the Cleveland Browns. So remember, I'm in the West. So we got the Niners and all these other teams. He goes, hey, look, Bernie Kosar shows me this huge poster of Bernie Kosar. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And then I'm like, and then he just starts telling me all these facts and the playoffs. And, and you got to root for these guys. And I'm like, okay. And so now I'm indoctrined, right? So now, literally, because I didn't really have a, quote, I have the Boise State Broncos, but I didn't have a pro team as a kid. And so there it was. I became, uh, and his dad had the club, and then I took it over several years ago. And so it's been fun, and, and Hanford knows how big a fan I am. So Wow. Kevin, you know why I'm laughing? Because it, uh, Dustin, uh, obviously, he just said he's the president of the uh, Boise uh, Browns backers, and he kept trying to get me to go there. <laughs> and every time he would ask, I would come up with some excuse you oh, know, to, oh, shocker. I, I would he always did, tell him I had did, some, the, something somehow, else to do or something else going on. Somehow he didn't return text messages <laughs> for several days. Uh, I just calls thought, weren't returned. I, I, I just thought that was so funny. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Oh, Gab, I just came up with a great idea. And you guys tell me, Bones, you tone it. I want to I hear what you think of this, too. Let me, why don't we do this uh, maybe the next show? Let's bring on like five, six, seven of the Browns backers president and we'll bring them on the show and uh, let them talk about obviously the past season and and, and, and just things in general. Uh, and Dustin, you will be in charge. Of, I already know my assignment. Yeah. <laughs> get me, get us. Uh, a five, six, of, yeah, a panel, yeah, yeah, and like we can it. we can bring them on for bones, like for uh, what do you think? <laughs> like just for the segments? It's a lot of logistics, but it's not I impossible. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to share a few microphones. I say three or four <laughs> might be more ideal. Yeah, 
Well, yeah. what no? What That'd we could though. what we could do is we could since we don't have to share, we could just bring them on one not and not one everybody at, at once, one at a time. Is that would that be better? Would be easier. Okay, okay, okay. I, you know, I know the. I could tell the way he look at me. He gives me that look sometime when I know <laughs> we better change it up a little bit, Gab. Don't you think? <laughs> what, what do you, what do you, Dustin? What do you think about that? I think it's fun because, as you know, Hanford, Browns fans are the most loyal. Yes. And the greatest fans in the world, and I think when you can bring on presidents that literally are leading these groups of fans right you can really get a sense of what the fans feel versus what the organization's telling you right even though these are sanctioned clubs yeah. but you really get a feel for what the fans feel like with a dorsey hire you know versus a deuce staley or you know does this mean stefanski is going to give up the play calling like you'll get some really raw you know real because uh, they're feeling it from their fan base, right? right? Of all the fans that go watch the game, so I think it'll be a really good interactive. And you already work with these uh, organizations and these Browns backers clubs, but I think it'll give you a really uh, kind of under the hood look at what Browns fans are really feeling and what they think out there, not only in Cleveland but across the country. Because I mean, they're everywhere. I mean, they are just absolutely uh, everywhere. And Gab, did you know? Well, I'm sure you did, but that we had. That many no. Browns backers. It's crazy. It doesn't shock me, though, because look at our loyalty and our passionate fan base. doesn't shock me. Well, maybe when we uh, get some of those guys on, because uh, Dustin, he came in here empty-handed. I see he's wearing his uh, gear. Uh, here we go, Brownie's gear. He's got his hat on, his, his jacket. And Gap, did he promise to give you any of that gear? Yeah, I didn't get I didn't well, get we it. need to make our own Hanford Dixon show. Game. I was gonna say full you disclosure. I don't have any something. I was waiting on you to say it. I was waiting on you to say it. What's the? Ooh. I was gonna say full disclosure. I haven't gotten any Hanford Dixon. Uh, we don't have any yet. No. Yeah, yeah. We it's on the way. We need to start selling merch. Yeah, it's on the way. It's on the way. Mugs? It's on the way. It's on, yeah, it, 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 oh, we it, should have mugs. Yeah. You can dump your diet coke in there. There you go. <laughs> Actually, give them the tall like coffee cups. So you can cubes. just do his diet coke in there. <laughs> Hey, you know what, Dustin, you mentioned the Ken Dorsey hire. That might be a good place to start. What were your thoughts on that um, as Brown's new offensive coordinator? Well, full by, you know, I come from Boise, Boise State country, so I was excited that Kellen Moore was getting the opportunity to be interviewed here in Cleveland, and I also knew that that meant that Kevin Stefanski was going to have to give up play calling because Kellen Moore is that guy. He's called plays in Dallas and San Diego, or excuse me, not San Diego, it's so hard to, but Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Now, he got hired by the Eagles, you know, so obviously they saw the worth in him to go over there. He's going to be – they're going to do a co-offensive coordinator thing there in Philadelphia. Uh, but I do like the Dorsey hire. And a couple points I'd like to make just about the Dorsey hire specifically is if you look, um, you know, I feel it was kind of a – you know, kind of they pulled the trigger a little too hard quickly on releasing him from the Bills. And then their season kind of went up and down after that. Um, and I come from a place where I got to see a lot of Josh Allen at Boise State uh, playing the Wyoming Cowboys every year. And as we all know, when Josh Allen came into the league, he just people were going to like, is he going to make it? Is this guy going to actually take off? And the fact that Dorsey was there for you know that many years as the quarterbacks coach and then the offensive coordinator, he really got the most out of Josh Allen. And then Josh Allen turned that corner, and I think that has a lot to do with Dorsey. And so I think we're going to see uh, maybe – that's what we're going to try to get out of Deshaun and some of our backup quarterbacks. Let me tell you something. You have lost your damn mind. 
I mean, you have lost your mind. Let me tell you where I am with this hire. I think it's absolutely crazy. I mean, why are we going to bring this guy in here? And and I I don't have nothing against him. Nothing. Nothing against him. And now that he's with us, I hope hope it's a good hire for us, you know. But Buffalo just fired him. He just got fired. I hate it when they take all these coaches and they recycle all of them to uh, different football teams. Like, uh, say, for instance, you know, one just get fired. Okay, he's uh, he's interviewing for all these jobs. I mean, he he just got fired as being the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Correct? Why would we bring him in here and bring him to to be our offensive coordinator? Now, I could see we bringing him in. I'm not saying he shouldn't coach again. I could see us bringing him in like a running back coach or a wide receiver coach or something like that. But not as the OC. That is absolutely insane to me. And uh, I, I I think he deserves to work again. I think he deserves to have another job. I think he deserves to uh, uh, maybe work his way back up to being an offensive coordinator, but not right away. And I know Gabby's giving me that look, we need to take a break. But that's just my opinion on the whole thing. But now that he's here, I'm happy. All right, hold that thought, hold that thought. We'll be back. we got to take another break. Thanks for watching the Hanford Dixon Show. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz alongside the top dog with some passionate thoughts. It's getting about... hot in here. Yes. Oh, okay. I was waiting on you to take over, so Gabby. You are the, yeah, you are the singer now. I just started it, you know. It's getting hot in here. I don't here. want to get canceled. Okay. We just got back. Okay. okay. Hanford, who sings that? Nelly. Is that Nelly? Yeah, let's keep it that way. Okay. Yes, let's keep it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I take it. Uh, you, you, you are, you are against my singing, yeah. like the two of them. You know, they're both against my singing. So, okay, that's all right. Okay, so well, let's get back to this Ken Dorsey thing. So, you're thinking that this isn't your favorite move, or, or you know, we were just talking about play calling, and how Kevin Stefanski. He likes the play calling, and he's been really strong. That he's the could be, could be two-time coach of the year over here. You think that he's not going to be giving up his play calling? Well, you know, I, 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 I doubt it. I mean, I guarantee you, he's not. Uh, that Stefanski is going to be the one that's calling the plays. Yeah. I, so I would, then, I would, so then Ken Dorsey, he's not even a. I don't want to say he's not a big deal, but it's like it, it could be a cohesive thing. But there's no ego friction. Yeah, but the title that he is getting. He is OC, offensive coordinator, the same title he had in Buffalo, where he just got fired from. Obviously, okay, it was during the middle of the to season. To Dustin's point, how did that first half of the season go with him? Well, and I think in Buffalo. And here's what well, I think be- happened. Before you answer that question, Versus let me say this. Let me say this before you answer that question. You, you guys could say what you want to say. How did it go? You think that Buffalo? Would have fired him if it was going good? Well, I think it was a way to get the head coach off the hot seat. You get rid of your OC, you take away some of that pressure off of you because there has been rumblings in Buffalo that the head coach, maybe there needs to be a change. They're not advancing in the playoffs like they normally need to. And I think it may have been one of those, hey, kind of like Stefanski saying, Woods got to go. Like a scapegoat situation. Well, you got to bring, you know, so so the microscope isn't on you. And I think there's a little bit of that going on in Buffalo because I think if you get that guy out of town and you bring somebody else new in, now the focus is on the new OC and not you. 
And I think there's been some of that in Buffalo, like among, especially among the fan base, they aren't really particularly happy with the head coach and how they've been progressing as a team. Because, well, well, well I hear you, I hear you, but I, I, I still disagree because you you look at Buffalo, they made the playoffs. I mean, they made they made the playoffs. If they're going to be uh, Kansas City, obviously. They would have been in the championship game. And who knows, once you, like I keep saying, you get an invitation to the party, anything can happen. What you want is just that invitation. But they did it without this guy. They got rid of this guy. They got rid of him. He's gone. And I still don't think when they got rid of him, why are we bringing him here? If he's not good enough for Buffalo, but he's good enough for us, he wasn't. he's not good enough to be Buffalo's offensive coordinator, but he's good enough to be our offensive coordinator? That's crazy. Well, I think sometimes it's just the wrong match, right? And I brought up Kellen Moore for an example. He coached, you know, the he was the OC there for several years in Dallas. He got let go. and sent, Same thing, well, recycle. Well, and they brought him in. But I just think, again, that was his way of taking the pressure off. I think a lot of these head coaches, sometimes they don't want to be under the microscope, so they take that away and say, hey, you know what? They go to the front office and say, hey, I'm going to make a coaching change on the offensive side of the ball and I'm going to bring a new guy. And they're like, okay, he's being proactive. We were already wondering what you were kind of doing here, and now we're going to change it up. I think it's more about that. And right. I do think that even because of that, Stefanski may be open to relieving some of his play-calling duties and let Ken do that. Well, let me go on the record and say this. The guy is here now. I mean, we have made him. We've given him the title anyway. He's offensive coordinator and title anyway. He's got that title. Okay, now that he's here, I'm behind him because I don't have a choice. I mean, I have to be behind him because he's, know, our, guy. You, he's our guy. Yeah. And you want to see this football team really, really well, especially with the quarter. I mean, we got Deshaun and got to get him going. We got to get him going. We got to keep him healthy. We got to have him going. And then hopefully we uh, Nick Chubb is still going to be here. And uh, Amari Cooper is going to be here. And, you know, I thought it was funny because uh, there's a lot of free agents that uh, Deshaun is lobbying to maybe bring here, like uh, T. Higgins. Uh, T. Higgins. Boy. Yeah. Clemens boy. Yeah. yeah. He, he from, did say yeah. on his podcast <laughs> in the last couple of days that, you know, hey, we, we, we want to throw the ball a lot, and you'd be a good fit. <laughs> and he's a free agent. That's going to be so fun. You know what I want to – you need to ask Deshaun, hey – uh, T. Higgins is going to demand a lot of money because we're already paying Amari Cooper a ton of money. I mean, he's getting a ton of money. Deshaun's getting a ton of money. Somebody is going to have to reach. Njoku's getting a lot of money. Yeah, Njoku's getting a lot of money. Someone, Nick is there Chubb, enough money to go around? Nick mm-hmm. Chubb is, and, and, you know, there's really not enough money to go around. So someone, someone is going to have to do some restructuring here. They're going to have to restructure a lot of contracts to get this thing down to be able to sign some of these guys. So it should be very, very interesting. This offseason is going to be really interesting. But I would love to have T. Higgins in here, man. I tell you what, he, you know, get, let's get all the weapons that we can get. Bring them in, guys. I think a lot of Cleveland fans are with you on that, Hanford. Okay, Bohm's giving us the signal. we got to take another break. Thank you, Dustin. And, uh, Dustin Cook from the Here We Go Brownies podcast. Thanks so much for watching. We'll be back with the Hanford-Dixon Show right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford-Dixon Show. Okay, Hanford, we've been chatting all about Ken Dorsey. We've been fighting. and we, Yeah, we've been disagreeing. And, we've and, been... and I feel like I've been losing the battle with you guys, you know. But we've been fighting, but that's okay. 
You know, you bring up some convincing arguments. I will say this. I mean, I know it's intimidating to hire someone who was fired mid-season, but I do think going along with that recycling thing, I think it's just part of the business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and part of that, you just need a new chapter. You need a change. You need a misdirection from taking the heat off of a coach. Or there's a little more strategy involved than someone just being a bum you know, at their position. And and to Dustin's point, we'll bring him back on. Dustin Cook of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. Uh, sometimes things just aren't a good match. So we're hoping that that match is, is made in a positive way here in Cleveland. I will say this fun fact, though. Ken Dorsey, in five appearances and three starts with the Browns, Dorsey completed 43 of 92 passes for 370 yards with zero touchdowns and seven interceptions. <laughs> He was destined to be a coach. I think this was 06 to 08. Can you please, please repeat that? But he 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 started, so he's on that list. He's on the, on the jersey. But just give, on me the those, jersey. give me those numbers one more time, please. Five appearances and three starts with the Browns. Dorsey completed 43 of 92 passes for 370 yards, zero touchdowns, seven, seven interceptions. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Like Dustin said, dude was made to be a coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, I, I, I'm just joking a little bit, but I, I obviously he's here, so he's here now. I'm, I wasn't happy, but I am happy, and I'm behind him 100. percent Hey, you know what? We didn't get Dustin's opinion uh, to go back a little bit on the. You wanted to talk about the Lions. Yeah, that Lions game, when you're up 24-7, I mean, when you're up 24-7 on the road, yeah. that's a dominating, and they went for it on fourth and two. And I was like, you're the Lions. You need to kick a field goal. Yeah. Like, if you want to stay in this football game, you need to kick a field goal. And when they didn't get that, and I think you guys may have seen it, the entire dynamic of that football game shifted. I mean, immediately, boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, that was the window that was open for the Niners, and here they came. And here came Brock Purdy and all those things. And I just think you have to – and I was kind of torn in this game. I'm a West Coast guy, so obviously the Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. We're on that, they're on that list of the Browns, right, the four, right, yeah. right. that have never been. And then I'm like, ah, do I really want the Lions to now get in and not us? So now I'm, like, torn in this game. I'm like, yeah, I want the Niners to win. So it was kind of crazy to watch that game with that emotions, knowing that we're on that – list that nobody wants to be on but i really do think the lions should have kicked that field goal because at least you're at a tie going down the stretch into overtime and then to the other game kansas city going in there i have a little different perspective on that lamar jackson has not played well in the playoffs i think he's now one and four in the playoffs and for whatever reason he just hasn't stepped up in the playoffs and this is probably something the organization is going to look in internally he's been great in the regular season but for whatever reason when he gets in the playoffs he makes some really bad mistakes, to your point, the interception in the end zone uh, and those things that happen in those football games. And I think what I watched on TV was the more experienced team came into Baltimore that had been there and done that, and this was not too big of a moment for them, and they cruised on the road. And so I, I, I mean, and of course I don't like rooting for the Ravens for many reasons, and you'll find that <laughs> out from your Brownsbackers presence. Nobody in the or, in, in the Browns Beckers organization wanted the Ravens in the Super Bowl. So to to my to my point on that, I just think the more experienced team went into Baltimore and said, "We got this." To your point with the Travis like, Kelsey and all that, like Hanford always <laughs> says, pressure makes a pipe burst, and and Lamar definitely looked uncomfortable, very very pressured. Well, I, I you know what I'm I, I'm going to disagree with you guys a little bit on Lamar. I I. I, I Sure. I know you, I know we, you got to back your boy Ozzy. Well, yeah, and, and, La- you're, you're and Lamar, this. when it was time to to shine, Lamar 
started to shine uh, other than that I one interception. I will say he had that cool, like yeah. when he snuck up the middle yeah. by himself, and flew, like he has those flashes where he's not all being dud out there for the playoffs. And, and how he, many quarterbacks, I'm going to ask you guys, how many quarterbacks you know can throw it and catch it? Throw oh, it yeah, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> it got deflected <laughs> off of somebody. <laughs> to have that in-game intuition <laughs> on the highest stage, I mean, yeah, he's he's no bum, that's and, for sure. Let's be clear about that. And, and here's the thing, and I'll say this about both of those games, talking about Baltimore and especially Detroit. Uh, as a football team, I guarantee you, man, those guys, they really – really, really feel bad they let the city of Detroit down. I'm feeling I'm feeling with the Lions. I feel you, D- Detroit. All right, we got to get out of here. We got to take another break, Dustin. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Here we go, Brownies podcast. Uh, be sure to check him out, and welcome to Cleveland. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll be Thanks, back right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. Good show so far, Top Dog. Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just getting ready to say that. You and I, some kind of way, we just, uh, we get it done, and uh, we have fun doing it. And uh, we, But people keep telling me, though, they, they don't like to see me. They like to see you. It's because yeah. of the glasses now, yeah. huh? I don't know what the hell it is, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I get mad every time they tell me that. That's you know? funny. Hey, you know what? For dealing with some of the ebbs and flows, you know, sometimes we think we have guests and people got different schedule conflicts yeah. and things. We really pulled it together as we do, so I appreciate you and always being flexible. Next week, we're trying to get who? Big Sexy? Yeah, we're going to get uh, Big Sexy on. We were going to have him today, but uh, he had a conflict with the schedule. But uh, everybody's like, Big Sexy? Who the hell is Big Sexy? Uh, that's what we call uh, Bruce Smith. Uh, Bruce Smith obviously was the... Um, dominating uh, defensive end for the uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, he's also a Hall of Famer, very, very uh, close friend of mine. And uh, this guy, let me tell you something. You talking about, everybody think, uh, they say Miles Garrett is good, and but Bruce Smith was just uh, something else, something else rushing How do you passing. compare the two if they were, you know, to play at the same time? Boy, that's tough. Uh, uh that's that's really really tough because uh, Miles, uh, I'm not taking anything away from Miles. I mean, obviously we know Miles is a great player uh, in his own right, and uh, he he gets the job done. But uh, I, I'm just sitting here smiling because I'm thinking, what if I had, I was playing corner, and I had uh, Bruce Smith and Miles Garrett rushing a quarterback. Boy, that would just uh, that would just increase my numbers just crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, but both of them are just good, good, great players, and uh, and Miles, I tell you, he's working on a Hall of Fame career. He really is. So, uh, uh, hopefully, we can get Bruce in next week and have him uh, on the show. Yeah, we're still hoping Miles gets his Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah, he, he, you know, it'll be it'll be and, tough. And my understanding, he just won. Um, Award. You were at the uh, Greater Cleveland uh, Sports Award. Greater Cleveland Sports Award. Didn't yeah, he just he, win something um, there too? Some a- more hardware. Athlete of the year. Athlete of the year, mm-hmm. and truly, truly deserve. And he, the guys he was going against, uh, Mitchell. Is that the guy? Who, who, who were the? Can you think of it real quick? The, off the, I don't remember the finalists. Okay. Oh, you mean Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell. One? I think he yeah, was one of them. Yeah, that sounds right. And then uh, it was also one of the uh, baseball players. I mean, we don't have to call their name, but. It, you know, it was just it was just great. He won that award. So yeah, yeah, it was well deserved. So how did you and Bruce Smith uh, become buddies? Well, obviously we uh, we played not together, but on different teams where we played at the same time. And uh, he and I, uh, we always uh, 
we were in the Pro Bowl together, and uh, we had uh, obviously we had uh, great great fun because we both were AFC guys, and, uh, and the Pro Bowl then was when they really played football doing the you know now they just do all these games because they're so afraid of someone getting hurt Injured, yeah, yeah well miles we, speaking of miles i mean he hurt his toe last year just <laughs> tug of war or yeah, whatever yeah i mean it's crazy not playing football just uh <laughs> he hurt his toe so that's what that's how i know bruce all right we got to wrap up we're gonna see you next week hopefully with bruce smith thanks so much for watching <laughs> the hatford dixon show